0: Welcome to the Influency Podcast. I'm Hadar, and this is episode number 339. And today we are going to talk about breath and why it is so important for our health, for our well-being, and for our speaking in English. (laughs) Hey everyone, thank you so much for tuning in for another episode. So today's episode is one of my favorites, actually. It's a live interview that I conducted in my studio with a friend of mine who is also a breathing therapist. He's a yoga teacher. He deals a lot with breath and he actually coaches people on how to breathe better and how to improve their health by changing their breathing. And I wanted to have this conversation about breath because it is so incredibly important for how we use our voice and how we feel in a conversation, especially if you tend to have slight anxiety or fear around communicating in English. So in this episode, we are going to talk about the breath and you're going to learn about how the breath is created, which is actually super interesting. It's something that we do without thinking about. And yet, you know, we don't exactly know how this whole system works. Most of us, most of us, I'm going to speak in the name of everyone here. And also Ori, my friend, is going to share some breathing exercises and techniques to help you stay more centered. And also to increase your ability to breathe deeply, which is also good for communication, of course, and for life and for staying calm. Because we need oxygen, my friends. We need oxygen. All right. So let's not wait any longer and listen to the conversation I had with Ori Karen. I am so happy to have you here. And Ori, I am so happy to have you here as good well. Be
1: here. Thank you for having me.
0: I have a live guest here on the show, Ori. Ori is a good friend, and he is also a yoga teacher and a breathing therapist. And he is going to talk to us today about your breath. Yes. Your breath. Ori, would you like to tell us a little bit about? yourself and
1: yeah yes of course so uh as i told you my name is ori and i'm a yoga teacher and uh what i do mainly is focusing my yoga practice and my yoga teaching on the breath because uh breathing is uh, from from my point of view and from my teacher's point of view is the main the main character or the main factor that determines how your how your life will be and by that how your yoga practice would be
0: so that's a pretty bold statement yeah so your breathing affects. you're saying basically everything
1: yeah not everything but most of the things yeah
0: okay and essentially the yoga practice yeah. which is wh- where you come from you weren't always a yoga teacher
1: no i weren't <laughs> i used to work uh, as a stock market broker for almost 13 years okay and um, working in this in this environment, this really stressful environment, and while practicing yoga, I noticed it, I noticed the the differences mm-hmm. in, in in state of minds and uh, how my breathing patterns uh, changes when I when I'm at work and when I'm at the office and while while I'm practicing yoga
0: interesting yeah yeah yeah. so you like you really recognize then maybe we can ask everyone here a question have you ever noticed it like when that you have a you have different breathing patterns when you are in one situation or one setting in your life and then a different breathing pattern like how do you even notice it like it's not breathing is something that is very subconscious you don't pay attention to it
1: that's true but because i'm used to during my practice i pay t- pay attention a lot to things to my body and to the way i breathe to the way i conduct myself mm-hmm. and i started to notice that while i was working while i was experiencing stressful situations mm-hmm. my breathing patterns got like shorter and mm. more superficial and it affected not only the breath itself but my mood and the way i carry my body, my Mm -hmm. posture. And that was, uh, on the one hand, it was a really important, you know, important thing to to find out, Mm -hmm. but it was, um, it was also a bit shocking because I noticed that when I'm not paying attention, my body goes into like a closed posture and my breathing becomes very, very shallow. And I found uh, like a, a direct connection between my mood and the things that were going on in my office mm-hmm.
0: which i assume was a
1: little stressful uh, just a little bit
0: just a tad yeah
1: it affected me
0: mm-hmm.
1: it affected me physically and, and mentally and i had to do something with it okay yeah
0: and you have you did something about I it I yeah
1: i absolutely did
0: so one of the things that we're going to do today so Ori is going to tell us about his personal experience and what he has learned about yeah. Using his breath to manage stress Mm -hmm. and also to really like become more present in life when it comes to, you know, work, but also, I guess, your personal personal life, life, you know, like your family and everything. And um, one of the reasons why I asked Ori to come here is because I noticed that when my students or people in our community, when Um, they make videos or when they speak or when they share their experience communicating in English, there is that experience of, you know, this anxious feeling sometimes that, that revolves around speaking in English because of the challenges that the language requires, you know, that you're facing. And I think, I don't know what comes first, but that anxiety affects the breath. And when you don't have a lot of breath or when you have shallow breaths, i think that affects your nervous system as well and you're here to tell us why that happens an an endless loop an endless loop right so it's like one thing leads to another and then you're like on this rabbit hole of just anxiety and stress and not being able to use your voice because you know we talk about it a lot that the voice is carried on the breath right and the voice is it's like the the substance from which we you know create language we have to use our voice and we don't if we don't have the breath, then it's going to be very hard to have a present voice and to have our voice carry our thoughts, no matter how well you know English. And this is why I want you to share with us a little more why the breath is so important when it comes to your stress and the nervous system, and then maybe a few exercises that can help our students.
1: Yeah, of course. So um, when we're talking about, about breathing, and we're talking about patterns of breath okay. okay and i have like a little like a little exercise for you for you
0: okay for you guys, for all of us all ready us. Yeah. we have an exercise yes
1: try mm-hmm. to think about the last time you were really really angry or the last time you really really got afraid of something just try to you can just close your eyes and do it with your eyes open just try to imagine you breathing within this specific emotional situation Mm. you might have noticed that the breathing has different patterns for different emotions right so when you're really really angry your breath is really rapid and shallow yeah mostly breathe to your chest area and when you're really really sad you tend to take a lot of Breath out. You tend to exhale to uh, make this. uh, (sighs) This
0: yeah.
1: A lot yeah. And vice versa. When you when you are happy, your your breathing pattern is really deep and easy and comfortable in your body. Okay. Mm -hmm. So by first uh, noticing it, being really really mindful to this to this changing in patterns. Mm You can uh, manipulate the way you breathe and by that, manipulate the way you feel it's one affects the other.
0: Mm. So you're saying that first, the first thing we need to do is start paying attention. I like what you said about recall a moment where you were angry because immediately when I thought about it, I felt that my breath is starting to become faster, more rapid, right, like more powerful but then also in the day-to-day life it's important for people to just recognize if you know what their experiencing. would you say that they should just if they feel an emotion they should recognize their breathing patterns or should they have moments during the day where they check their breath and their emotion what would you say
1: you can do both mm-hmm. it's good the way I, the way i see it is good to sometimes just stop what you're doing and mm-hmm. observe your your current state, mm. your physical state, and I your like that. mental state. Yeah, it's a good, it's a good exercise just to be to to exercise your mind, to be mindful, to be present. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And when you uh, get used to this uh, way of thinking, okay, to just not getting used to going through the day, but yeah. just make a, a, an intentional stops during the day to just observe your state, mm-hmm. your your emotional, your the way you think and the way the way you breathe you might recognize that uh, some things are habitual okay you got like patterns okay that you get used to mm-hmm. and by noticing these patterns you can just intentionally change them
0: okay so i'm just going to repeat what you're saying yeah. so basically you know to recognize patterns that you have during the day and maybe those patterns are associated to certain places you're at certain emotions certain state of mind Mm -hmm. times during the day morning evening afternoon really interesting now i would even add like recognize your breathing patterns just before or while you speak english like does something happen there when you go into let's say practice mode or maybe when you speak to someone that you feel comfortable with, or maybe when you speak to colleagues or to your boss, right? So you want to recognize if your breath breath behaves differently in those situations as well. Mm -hmm. That's true. Okay. And then what?
1: And then you need to, uh, you don't need to, but it's good for you to, uh, try to, uh, to change it just a little bit. Okay. To step out of your, your habit. Mm-hmm. okay when if you're noticing that you're breathing really, really uh, rapidly or in a shallow way in a shallow mm-hmm. manner, just try to take like five or six deep breaths intentionally if even mm. even if it's not feeling natural, right? Force your body to do it. Yeah, take air in and then breathe air out and just observe after that what happens if something changes. Okay.
0: okay? By the way, a question that people sometimes ask and, breathing in and out should you breathe in through the nose or the mouth or in breathing out nose or mouth like what would be the best way to breathe and maybe you can teach us i know that later on you'll give us some a few exercises around breathing but when you say that what does that mean even to breathe in a deeper way
1: okay so let's address the first question yeah the the differences between breathing through the nose or through the mouth when you're breathing Okay, if I asked this this questions as a yoga teacher, I would say you should breathe through your nose.
0: Okay. Yeah. Because of and the... breathe out too, as in yoga, breathing in and out through the nose. Through the nose. Cool. Okay. Okay. The
1: nose is the... in yoga. In yoga, yeah. The nose and during yoga practice, okay, yeah. not during running or anything like that.
0: Okay. Okay. No. Yes.
1: Through so your yoga practice, you should breathe through your nose.
0: So if you're practicing yoga right now, nose.
1: Yeah. Nose. Yeah. The reason is uh, it's really simple because when you breathe through your mouth, okay? When you open your mouth and breathe, you will find it much more difficult to regulate your breath.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: When air goes through your nose, you can, you could, um, control the way the air goes in and goes out. Okay. Okay. So it's, it's really, really important to have the ability to regulate your breath. Okay. So. I would recommend breathing through your nose Mm -hmm. in and out. Okay. I, I found it more, more beneficial.
0: Okay. So let's agree that when you take those moments throughout the day, when you recognize that your breathing patterns are changing or you start breathing rapidly, or even before, you know, that you have to go for, before going into a meeting or before starting a practice group, then just breathe in through your nose and out through your nose five times. If that doesn't work for you, change it, do whatever works for you. But if that works for you, then Ori recommends to stick with it.
1: Yeah, I would add that we're going to we're going to do some little exercise that will involve breathing through the mouth, but through a constricted lips. So it's not a natural breathing through through an open mouth. Okay, Mm -hmm. we will try to regulate our breath using our lips okay we'll get to that so
0: stay till the end so we get all the exercises um okay so now that we know we start recognizing the breathing patterns Mm -hmm. and we start recognizing it and then we also do something on a regular basis why is it so important to regulate the breath how does the breath affect our nervous system so much
1: yeah so the way we are built okay as as humans let's talk about two, two main characters. Okay. Two main players in this whole process that's called breaths. The first one is a muscle. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's our diaphragm. If you never heard that where is it? it, it's, it's being located just beneath your ribs. It's, it's attached to your ribs. Mm-hmm. Okay. We have two diaphragm here. Okay. And on our lower, below our, uh, lower belly, okay. that's mm-hmm. to our uh, pelvic floor. It's the, like the small diaphragm and the large diaphragm. And when we breathe, okay, when we inhale, we take air through the mouth or through the nose. The diaphragm constricts and goes down. Okay, okay. so it pulls the rib cage down. This is what allows your your air to go through your nose. It's like you you create a like a vacuum. Mm. Okay. So air goes in while the diaphragm constricts and goes down. When you exhale, the diaphragm just relaxes, releases itself and goes up again and pushes your lungs so the air goes outside.
0: Maybe they can try it with us for a few breaths just to try it. How can can they feel the diaphragm?
1: You can't actually feel the diaphragm but we can do a little exercise that will utilize the diaphragm to its full potential let's call it like okay. that, that, this way okay so
0: so this is an exercise let's all do it together yeah. if you can okay if should you, you... Can.
1: just find feet a on the floor a comfortable you can you can sit on the floor if you want but you can also no. sit feet. Mm-hmm. Uh, feet on the floor okay. Yes. so find a, a comfortable position to sit okay and keep your back really really long and relaxed make sure
0: that your that your voice gets here yeah yeah so
1: Keep your back really long and relax and pull your shoulders backwards. And now pull your right hand, put it on your upper chest, and put your left hand on your lower belly. Okay? And just close your eyes. Do it. It's okay. Close your eyes. First of all, while your eyes are closed, try to observe the current state of your body how your muscles feel, how your back feels. Just breathe really, really naturally. And then focus your whole attention to the area below your right hand, okay, to the chest area. Just breathe in and expand your chest. And breathe out relax your chest only the chest area let's do it one more time breathe in and expand your chest Feel your ribs expand to the side forward backward next focus your attention on on your lower belly and just breathe to your belly so when you want to Imagine you can fill your belly with air while you breathe in. It's like a balloon that's being filled. When you breathe out, your belly goes back inside and relaxes. So your whole attention is just being on the, the belly area. The chest is completely relaxed. Let's do two more breaths just like this. Now let's combine the two, so you breathe air in, let your chest expand, and then let your belly expand. When you breathe out, let your belly goes back, go back, and then your chest go back. Let's do five more breaths. Through the nose, expand your chest, expand your belly, When you finished five full deep breaths, just release your hands and put them on your knees. Stay with your eyes closed for a for a second or two, and observe again the current state of your body, current feelings, and then open your eyes very slowly. So what we just did by dividing the areas we breathe into and out from, we're making the diaphragm contract very, very low. low. Yeah. yeah. And when we breathe out, the diaphragm just releases. When we use this division, okay, when we divide breathing to the chest and to the belly, okay, we make our diaphragm reach its full potential full range of motion and this is really important because while our diaphragm moves okay when we breathe while moving the diaphragm Mm -hmm. it's not trivial some people can't do it some people breathe only to the chest area the diaphragm stays really rigid or yeah
0: and why is that not why would we want to change that
1: yeah so when we use the diaphragm to to breathe we uh, activate a certain aspect of our nervous system, Mm -hmm. okay, which causes our body, our body to go back and relax. Mm. Okay. There's a large nerve that goes through the diaphragm Mm -hmm. and it's been connected to the digestive system and to your heart and to your throat. And while we are activating the diaphragm, this specific nerve Mm -hmm. is being activated as well Mm. and causes our heart rate to reduce Mm. our throat to
0: relax relax yeah yeah it's interesting because when you feel stress you feel it in your belly you feel it in your throat you feel it here in your chest yeah and I think that like it's so easily resolved if you just recognize that you just need to first bring in more oxygen yeah. to your body That's true. and second to really expand and, and start affecting that nerve that affects the rest of your body and you know i'm also going to say that the reason why it's important to learn how to breathe into your belly and not just your chest and again i, I see that that is a habit for so many people especially if in yoga they teach you how to do belly breathing and and if you've ever studied you know if you've ever taken vocal lessons then you are aware of it but usually like you know you're not you're not taught how to use your breath in school yet it's one of the most important tools that we have not just for a happy life but really to use our voice properly to use our breathing properly when we speak you know i keep bringing it back to the conversation because i know a lot of people are like okay how how can that help me you know improve my communication skills so not only that it's going to really reduce your stress levels being able to breathe into your belly it's also going to help you expand your breath and manage your speaking in a much better way. Have you ever felt, and let me know in the comments if that has ever happened to you, where you're you're running out of breath while you're speaking, especially in English, if it's not your first language, you're running out of breath, and then you feel like you need to stop in the middle to take a breath, or you keep breathing in, and then you feel like you're hyperventilating, you have too much breath, and you don't know how to use it, and then you're like, it's not in sync, your voice and your breath are not in sync, so that creates more stress. And that makes you feel like you're not in control of your English or your native language. It can happen you know, when you speak in public. It can happen when you're nervous in a meeting or speaking to your parents. You know, So I think it's really important to understand how these two things are intrinsically connected. And being able to control your breath will affect your stress levels, but also your speaking skills and your voice, which we're going to talk about really soon. Mm-hmm. So if you feel like your voice is not grounded, If people can't hear you, if you can't project your voice, then definitely focus on the breath first and the breath will have the power to carry your voice because breath is really, really everything when it comes to communication. Okay. So now we've learned why it's good to breathe into the belly and you've given us this exercise that I recommend for you to do it probably daily, right? Yeah. Maybe even a few times a day, just like, you know, the exercise. At least once. At least once a day. At least once. Okay. Good. Now, what else would you recommend for people who want to optimize their breath and their voice?
1: Okay. So we're going to do uh, a little sound
0: exercise. Okay. Okay.
1: But before- I'm all about yeah, sounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: You know me. Yeah. Be- yeah.
1: Before we do that, I would like to go back and talk about a really important issue. Okay. That also tell me to- all about it. Yeah. Yeah. Because we need to find uh, like a direct connection mm-hmm. between what we did yeah. and, and the voice, right? Yeah, it's not just about how deep you breathe; it's about what effect does it have to on your on your ability to speak. Okay. Okay. So when we mentioned earlier this specific nerve, okay, this, ner- this nerve also connects to your to your throat to mm-hmm. your to your larynx and this nerve has like two branches when you breathe to your belly as we said earlier you activate this nerve one branch is responsible for your ability to open mm-hmm. and close your vocal folds so mm. it will affect your ability to produce sound it's that simple wow. and uh, the other branch is also connected to a different part of your of your throat mm-hmm. and it's it's the the thing that's responsible on your ability to control your pitch of, okay. of, your, of your voice so by doing this mm. exercise alone okay you activate your diaphragm and by that you activate your this, this nerve it's called the vagus nerve but the we're, vagus. We're, we're, yeah the vagus but we're not going go into that when we activate this nerve We also uh, strengthening our ability to control the components of our, our, of our, of our voice.
0: Wow. So this is really huge because a lot of people, again, like, you know, especially when we talk about intonation, I hear a lot of people saying, I don't know how to use my voice. My, my voice is really monotone. Mm -hmm. I can't control it. Now you can all control your voice. It's not like, maybe it's just a false perception. We know, we all know how to change the pitch. I mean, if you're healthy and you're, you know, you have your vocal folds or vocal cords, so that nerve that is connected to your diaphragm, right? Really is in charge of those elements, like you said, that are directly directly connected to opening and closing the vocal cords or folds, it's the same, which is what you need to produce sound, right? And then the frequency of the vibrations actually affect the level of your pitch. Pitch is the note or the tone yeah. of your voice. So both are controlled by this vagus nerve, yeah. our we, friend
1: Vegas. Our friend Vegas. Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh,
0: yeah. Okay.
1: It's really important.
0: It's really important. Okay.
1: Really, really important. So we're going to do uh, like a little exercise, a sound exercise, which I really, really like. Okay. Okay. Should
0: I be worried?
1: You can be weird, weird. You don't need to be. Okay. 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 So this exercise we use it to reduce stress, but it's also really, really good to exercise your your vocal cords. Mm-hmm. Okay. This exercise called Brahmari, or how can I translate it? It's like the breathing of the bees. Mm. Okay. I Brahmari like was the, the goddess of the bees okay. in, the, in the Hindu mythology. So what we're gonna do is again find a comfortable sitting sitting position and please sit yeah and place our hands on -hmm. our ears okay new yeah okay so you need to block your ears okay
0: but now i can't hear you so just
1: open your hands we'll do do it together okay what we're going to do okay i'll I'll demonstrate okay Okay. what we're going to do is block our ears okay take breathe in through our nose and while we're breathing out, we'll produce an M sound Mm -hmm. we'll try to do it as low as we can. Oh, okay. Okay. So we'll do two breathing with a low, really, really low M sound Mm -hmm. and then we're gonna go up.
0: From that M sound. Okay. I'll follow you.
1: Okay. So let's follow or Yeah. The blocking of the ear just increases the sound. Okay. So we'll do it, take air in, breathe in through your nose then make a as long as you can again the next breathing out make a little higher note that's it
0: higher that's it
1: Let's do it one more time. Last time.
0: I love how I feel the vibrations of the voice in is, my teeth. Yeah, and, yeah.
1: Yeah. This is uh, one uh, one thing that happens when you when you produce sounds while blocking your ears. It resonates. Mm-hmm. And- causing a vibration which by itself is quite calming right yeah but another another thing that we don't think about when we're producing like a monotone monotone sound is by doing that we're uh, making our exhalation Mm -hmm. longer
0: Mm, because of the voice because of the hum yeah right which is again a great exercise to expand your breath When using your voice, it's a great tool to have. It's a great thing to have, to be able to, to not be controlled by, you know, the deficiency of your breath or just breathing patterns, but to be more, to have all these options basically. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And sound is a really, really um, important and efficient tool Mm -hmm. that, that help you regulate your breath
0: interesting yeah. yeah
1: if you if you feel that your breath is really shallow or, or short just try to breathe with a sound any any kind of sound mm-hmm. and it will automatically make your first exhalation longer mm-hmm. and by making your exhalation longer your inhalation will, mm. will become longer
0: and i think you know one of the things that i think is if we connect it to voice again, Mm -hmm. you know, in doing this exercise, and it feels really good. Like it really feels good. I I really liked how I felt the tickles here. And if you don't, then it's something that comes with time. It's like, it really is like an instrument that you learn how to play. Mm -hmm. And if you don't hear a lot of vibrations, your voice is not broken. You just need to do it again and again and again until you find that right pitch or the right way to use your voice because sometimes we tend to push down our voice and to not allow it to be present or to keep it too low or too high where it doesn't resonate really in an optimal way now this exercise is really good because the lower we go and we start really low this is where we work on our chest resonance right like with where usually the, the sound resonates in the chest and we might feel more vibrations here. The
1: lower tones, right.
0: Yeah, the lower tones tend to resonate here. So if you tend to have, if your voice tends to be a little on the higher range and you want to bring those bass notes and to make it a bit more present sometimes, because the lower notes are the notes that you need to reach, to project, to reach out further then this exercise is really good like really explore that deeper lower sound and as you go up you actually go up in your resonators too so a medium sound mid-level sound would resonate more in your mouth and your face and as you go up it resonates more in the nose in your cheeks and your forehead and you will feel it more and more. The more you do it, the more you get comfortable, the more you get familiar with your breath and your voice. And again, like understanding that, becoming more aware, knowing how you can shift from a lower note to a higher note, using your different resonators is such a great tool to communicate, not just in English, but in your native language as well. That's true. Yeah. Okay. Onitza says, I loved this exercise. Good. The thing is to value our English, not to compare with others, absolutely. Oh, okay. It's not a good day for me to practice because I have a stuffy nose. What do we do when we have a stuffy nose and we can't breathe in through the nose? We breathe through the mouth. Breathe through the mouth. No, but then we can't hum. So maybe with a, uh, like, because when you, when you have a stuffy nose, you can't hum.
1: You know what? Mm. I, mm. I have, I have one more thing for, for the day, the days you have a stuffy nose okay and again again a sound exercise okay? okay you can do it not only when you feel bad or okay. when you have a stuffy nose but
0: not just when you're sick
1: not just when you're sick no so
0: when you're sick of sick sick and tired of the other exercises you can, <laughs> you can, you can do this. this one
1: okay so we're gonna pick a movement okay? okay and we're gonna do this movement during this exercise okay the movement that I recommend. It's not. <laughs> I sound like a doctor. I'm not recommending this. Okay, you can just. You're do prescribing. A, do, yeah, this I'm not prescribing thing. you any motions or any exercises or nothing. Okay. Find a, a comfortable sitting position or a lying back position mm-hmm. or anything that you feel comfortable with. And the exercise is gonna go like this. You're gonna put your hand, hands on your chest. When you breathe in, you take your hands out. Okay, breathing in. Open our hands. When you breathe out, we produce an ah sound and close our hands to our chest. Ah. Yes. And again, Okay. Ah. Then we can do an a sound. Can you go all through all the vowels, right? Is open. okay? A- 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 The ones with an E sound. E. E- One time with an O sound. U- last time with an O sound. Just leave your hands and let the vibrations resonate through your body. That's it. Release your hands.
0: That's it. It's so nice because ultimately voice is energy. It's frequencies, yeah. frequencies, vibrations, and it's not just you within yourself. It's also you against the other person, not against, but maybe with. So my voice bounces off of Ori, comes back to me, and his voice bounces off of me and comes back to him. So actually, I really like doing it together because I felt that it kind of like enhances it the vibrations, a harmony. And you can create a harmony. Yeah. yeah. It felt different than when I would do it it's when I true. do it alone. It's Cause sometimes true. I do it as, you know, part of preparing for something or vocal exercises. So it really is nice. So do it with someone like a friend or someone that you love. I think it's a really, really cool exercise. What else, what else do you have in store for us? So what about people who feel really rigid and let's say, do you have any exercises related to people who hold a lot of tension, especially in the jaw, maybe neck, uh, shoulders. I feel that when people hold a lot of tension here, it immediately affects their voice, Mm -hmm. tension brings tension. And then that tension is carried over to their English or their speaking. But specifically in English, I think that, you know, when we think of vowels, for example, that are pure sounds ah e o so it's all vibrations all about your voice of course we have pitch there too and for many of them you need to open your mouth to get to the right frequency right if your tongue if your mouth is not open enough the a ah sound is going to sound like an eh because your tongue is going to be too high and then that doesn't create the frequency that you need for the a ah sound if you have a lot of tension then it's really hard to open the jaw ah it's going to feel unnatural if this is the case for you let us know in the comments so we know if this is something that happens to you so ah, as in cat like you need to have this relaxed experience so what would you recommend to people who tend to hold a lot of tension
1: so um when it comes to the jaw and the neck area and the shoulders area we do um like stretches that activates this whole area not just not Mm. not the jaw specifically but the whole area okay and we have um really cool cool exercise that involves mindfulness okay okay focusing Mm -hmm. and movement okay okay let's do it let's do it let's do it okay again you can place your left hand on your left knee okay and place your right hand on the wall over there if you don't have a wall imagine you have a wall Okay, so your hand is not on your shoulders, not aligned with your shoulders, but being stretched just a little bit. And okay. focus your eyes on the middle finger and the index finger.
0: And really feel the, the stretch
1: here. Yeah. And just take a really deep <sighs> breathe in. And while you're breathing out, bring your right hand really slowly to your left shoulder. Keep looking at the fingers, right? And again, breathe in, follow the fingers all the way back, and breathe out. Follow your hands as slowly as you can, focus on your fingers alone to your left shoulder. This is it. You can do that five times to each hand. Really simple, right? Yeah, it's really simple. Really simple, simple. and you're you're exercising your focusing ability because your eyes are fixed on your fingers, Mm -hmm. right? And you try to synchronize the movement with the breathing. So that's one more thing that involves focusing. You're focusing on synchronizing something.
0: You can't be thinking about something else, right? Mm, That's a good point. Yeah. Which is what we want to start doing more and more of to be present in, you know, this moment and what's happening and in specific things. Again, back to English, you know, I always like to bring it back to English. Why? (laughs) Gee, I don't know. English, this idea of mindfulness and being able to focus on one thing is so important because oftentimes what happens when people communicate is that they get so caught up in, in their English what they are going to say, you know, trying to figure out what the other person says and how they're going to respond, analyzing what they just said and if it was good enough or maybe they made a mistake. So it's kind of like you're never in the moment when you're uncomfortable with the language, right? Like you're always thinking about how you're going to be perceived, what they're going to think about you, you know, what you're going to say, what if you don't know what to say, what if you can't understand what they're saying? I mean, all those thoughts about you know and all those fears will prevent you from understanding what the other person is saying Mm because you're not present you're not occupied with you're not busy listening you're busy worrying Mm -hmm. or of course that's not the case for everyone but if, if it is for you then i think that exercising being present and being in the moment and listening to what the other person is saying without thinking about what you are going to say is really going to help you with your listening skills or with, you know, communication skills, because you feel it when someone is not paying attention is not with you, right? Like is thinking about someone It's like someone is playing with their phone. It's not the same, but like, you can see if, if in their eyes, if they're not there with you. And I think that it can, really reduce so much stress when you just like let go of all the thoughts and you look at the person's eyes or mouth or whatever you're comfortable with and just be present yeah focusing on what's
1: happening right now yeah Mm -hmm. what might have happened not anything that is not basically what is is not real okay what what's real is what's What's real what's What's happening right now
0: now yeah i like it Mm -hmm. yeah so good Let's see if you guys have questions. I'm going to look at the comments. So let's see. I have stress to speak, but for listening Tatara can you explain that a bit more so we can give you some advice? How many times do you recommend to do it? Um, so he or she is asking how many times do you recommend doing this. So let's talk about all the exercises. Yep. So we first had the breathing in and out. Let's let's do a little recap for those who joined us. We said we did. Five breaths to your chest, to your belly, back to your chest, and out. Yeah. So to do that at least once a day.
1: Yeah, at least once, just to to get accustomed with moving your diaphragm.
0: Yeah, you and can do it as, as
1: many times as you want.
0: As many times as you want. As many, especially if you feel that you're starting to get nervous, or you feel like your your breath starts becoming more shallow. The second exercise that we did, we did the hum, the M yeah. exercise where you start really low and every time you start raising the pitch a little bit, you do five, six breaths right. um, of that, and how many times would you recommend doing Again, that?
1: It's not, uh, it's, it's not something that I can say this number is okay and th- that number is not okay. Everyone is everyone is different. And...
0: So I would recommend like start small. And start with once a day of doing all three exercises in a sequence or four, even, right? Like do all four exercises that you've learned today in a sequence. And then like, whenever you feel that you need a little bit of support from your breath or before as you know, a meeting, a conversation, you can do it again. So the second, the third one, the first was just breathing in and out, chest, belly, second, M, going up in pitch. The third one was with, with, the with the vowels and opening, going from here to here, and then back here, breathe, and then e, e, a, o, make a sound. Whatever vowel works for you. It doesn't have to be the five neutral vowel sounds. And then, this was my favorite, by the way, the vowels, of course. And then the last one was the stretch and focus. Yeah
1: this right? is just to prepare your body to to the breathing exercises.
0: So maybe they can start with this. Yeah, yeah so you can start with a stretching. This or some
1: any other stretch exercise that you feel. I mean, it's not it's not a, again, it's not a prescription. If you feel like raising your arms or bending forward or anything like that, just do it. Just a free movement mm-hmm. in order to just soften your 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 body, your tissues, your yeah. your joints. In order to, to...
0: free movement with focus, right? Like we want to make sure that we have like a focus point, focal point that we.
1: And I might add
0: another one. Okay. So we have another exercise. Yeah. Another one. Okay.
1: okay, Which is, um, kind of uh, like an emergency patch. Okay. Okay. Sometimes your mind is too occupied to do these exercises because it, it, it involves being present. Okay. So. I have an, another one, another mm-hmm. really cool exercise. Uh, again, it, it, it's a bit more simple mm-hmm. okay? because it uses uh, very clear images of, of what we're going to do. So okay. it's called the, the flower and the candle. Mm-hmm. So what we're basically going to do is imagine a flower, right? If you have a, a favorite flower that you can imagine it smell, that's great. And it's, if not, just any any other flower. And just close your eyes and imagine that the flower is being placed right next to your nose, right? And then imagine a candle burning not far away from you. While you inhale, imagine the, the scent of the flower. Mm-hmm. Imagine the scent goes through your nose you and just,
0: just... Inhale the flower. Yeah,
1: being absorbed of the in, in your body. And when you exhale, you take your air, you exhale really, really softly in order for the candle not to be blown, blown out. Ah, right? so you don't, you
0: don't want to blow it out. It's not like a birthday cake that you, no, no, you no. need to blow
1: out. You 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 need to make, you want to make the, the, the flame just like flicker. Flicker. Okay. Let's flicker that flame. Yeah. yeah. So you're breathing in and smell this flower. You're breathing out and make the flame flicker. So you just, you, you can see these images in your mind while doing mm-hmm.
0: this this breathing in and out. Can you do it. You... Wait, rega. 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 Okay, flower.
1: Which one is going to be a rose?
0: It's a lily. It's a lily. It's a lily. It's okay. a good choice. My mom's name is lily in Hebrew. Really? Shoshana. Oh. Right. Yeah. Okay, let's concentrate. A lily.
1: Make sure you're not blowing the, putting down the candle, right? Just make the flame flicker really softly. When you breathe in, you're not just letting air in. You smell the flower. You feel its smell. So uh, in, in this exercise, you're, you're actually using your, your mouth as well. Mm-hmm. We talked about it earlier. So you don't have to always breathe through your nose.
0: Thank God. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Interesting when my daughter my young daughter asya she's five years old she's a very passionate human and her emotions go from you know zero to five thousand i love her yeah i mean you gotta love her you gotta love her you gotta love her and uh, maybe i should bring her to the show one day so asya what's going on ah so um when she gets really like either anxious or angry upset she wants a certain skirt but it's you know in the dryer and then she wants to like i want to calm her down so i I sometimes use this exercise and i tell her okay because when i tell her breathe in and out she's she just gets angry at me but when i imagine that there is a flower smell the flower and she does it so i get her to breathe in and out without recognizing that she's actually breathing in and out like by usually using this visual visual yeah, yeah. Um, okay let's see what other questions we have okay Tatar, I, I think what you're saying is that you're struggling with understanding people and this is why maybe you get nervous uh, sometimes you understand sometimes not my best tip and I have a video coming up about proving your listening skills really soon But one of the things that you need to do is to really practice, you know, if you want to improve your breathing skills and your to optimize your breath, you need to practice breathing. If you want to improve your speaking skills and your fluency, you need to practice speaking. If you want to improve your listening skills, you need to practice your listening. So listening to different people, listening to different accents, different types of English, and to really train your ear to recognize what it is, to listen to people with the captions or the translation or without or I think everything works. See what like what is good for you and what challenges you but you really need to do it more and not just with one person. This is especially if you learn with just one person and I'm assuming if you're here you're doing it now as we are speaking but I think that it's important to do it more and more especially with different accents because that's real life like in real life you don't have one standard accent. You have so many different dialects and foreign accents and native accents that are different. And we need to be able to understand how it all works together. And also, I think that knowledge loosens up the stress that we might be feeling. But if you are stressed while listening to other people, then I guess your next safe bet would be to practice your breathing while listening so you're like opening yourself up and you're when you're calmer it's easier to understand things it really is like if you're stressed out your level of comprehension really dropped down okay how can i work about my intonation when i'm speaking please i we do have videos about intonation so you can just go to my playlist and go to intonation rhythm, stress, and all of that good stuff. And I have a bunch of videos there that can definitely help you. Okay. Someone is asking for an exercise to change a nasal voice. So if people tend to use their voice, I have something to say. Like, I think that sometimes the quality of a voice depends on the quality of the vowels that we have in our language. In some languages, uh, Chinese, for example, there are a lot of nasal vowel sounds and that makes the voice sound nasal, but it's not because the voice is nasal. It's because the vowels are nasal. They're produced with the air coming out through the nose. Sometimes we implement those vowel sounds onto English. So we use nasal sounds where the vowels are not supposed to be nasal. So it's just a matter of practicing the pronunciation of the vowels in English that are not nasal. And then that can clear out a lot of the nasality. Mm-hmm. But would you, is there anything else that you would recommend if people feel that their voice is locked, like they're only using one aspect of their voice?
1: Just uh, the accent that we do with the vowels might be really, really beneficial yeah. for these kind of
0: Yeah, I think so too. Like the vowels, not not the M, because no. then it kind of like, it, if you're already comfortable with the, the nasal quality then yes, definitely go into doing the vowel exercises. And when you do, you can even do it a few times with plugging your nose or making sure that the air doesn't come out through the nose. Because sometimes even when we pronounce vowels, it can be nasal, like eh, if I leave the nasal passages open. So you want to imagine as if you have a cold or you don't want to smell something and just exhale the voice, exhale and release the voice just through the mouth. And that can definitely help. And yes, like I think all the exercises can be very, very helpful, recognizing what it feels like when the voice resonates in the chest and adding a little bit of that. And again, having said that, a nasal voice is not a bad thing to have if this is your natural voice, if this is where your voice is most comfortable at. But it's good to balance between all the resonators, like the chest and the head and the nose, So it's not only, you know, in the chest or in the throat or in the nose, because we, we like versatility. And when, when we use all the resonators, the voice is usually deeper and more present and we can express more emotions when we speak. Okay. Any final thoughts or questions or things that you'd like to share?
1: Yeah, maybe two points, two Mm -hmm. key points, just to think about Uh, the first one is when you think of the breathing or your breath we you tend to uh just to overlook it because it's there okay but when you think about it it's it's the first thing that you do when you come to this world and it's the last thing that you do when you when you leave this world okay mm-hmm. so the breath is always there it's maybe the most important thing that you have in your life so it's it might be a, a good idea to just pay pay attention to it yeah okay? Just become friends with it, because it's it it can really change your life. Just mm. being mindful, just being present with the way that you breathe naturally. That's it, without any sounds or any exercises, nothing. Just the the, the way that you are. Just pay attention to to this thing, yeah. And this leads me to the to the second uh, point: being mindful mm-hmm. to stuff, okay, to things in general can really uh, make uh, a shift in your way of thinking Mm -hmm. right it might uh, help you uh, get rid of uh, or first of all being familiar with with the habits you have Mm -hmm. and if you identify something that is not beneficial to your to your life it may be breathing wise or any other any other thing but when you become aware of things you have the ability to change them or to improve them so it's it's a good idea to just just stop like once in an hour just stop and observe and see what it does to you like a month after
0: and then i'm like how do i remember to stop cuz you're like on the go 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 you forget to drink water you forget to eat like sometimes we're so wrapped up with with life that we forget to do even those basic things like paying attention actually i think this exercise can can help you start paying attention to yourself, what you need, what you feel. Are you hungry? Do you need to go out for a walk and how your breath is is doing? It's funny, like when you were talking about the first point and you said, you got to pay attention. All of a sudden I realized that I'm holding my breath. Sometimes when I'm listening to other people, I tend to hold my breath.
1: Which is not a bad thing. Sometimes
0: it's, it's not a bad thing, but it's something to be aware of. Yeah. yeah. Am I doing it too much, too little? Like, is it something that happens naturally? What happens after I stop my breath? Am I running out of breath or yeah, it's, it's interesting. Cool. All right. So everyone, thank you all so, so much for being here and Ori, my friend, thank you so much. It was such a pleasure. It was so interesting. I it's always really love listening fun. to, to really you. fun.
1: Really fun.
0: Yeah. Ori, how can people find you? A lot of your content is in Hebrew, but it, like I think that there are some videos that they can watch as well. How can people find you? Of course,
1: you can go to uh to my website. That's mm-hmm. com. over i k e r e n.com or oricarenyoga.com and you can visit on Instagram. My, on Instagram, Yoga, you can find me over there. I share a lot of tips and exercises, videos.
0: Yeah. And you do also breathing coaching with people you help. I know that you've been helping a lot of people that had some illnesses, like a lot of people with COVID that couldn't go back to deep breathing. So you really help them optimize their breath after and anything else related to lungs. So this is like, it's life-saving. It can really, really change lives and save lives. So that's amazing. All right. So thank you so much, Ori. Thank everyone, thank you so much for being here and for being brave and doing all the exercises with us. And this is serious stuff. This is this is the core of everything that we talk about. So if you're saying to yourself, oh, no, no, it's not a speech exercise, it's not about sounds, then it's probably more important than all of the things that we usually teach on this channel. So take that to heart, take that to mind and just think about it. If you feel any resistance, think about it and just try it and see how it feels. All right. Thank you so much. And everyone, I'll see you next time. Bye.